0: Hey mama. So today I am sitting down to chat with my friend and my go-to person for all things visibility, Kylie Kelly. And we are talking all about building an email list and why it's important for building a sustainable business. As moms, we have to work smarter, not harder, when we're growing our business alongside our other responsibilities. One strategy that I have found to give me the time freedom I need is leveraging my podcast and email list to fill my paid offers. Well, today Kylie will be sharing with us her journey to growing her email list, how it's benefited her and her business, and giving us some actionable tips with getting started with list building today. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media? only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama, and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds and let's dive in. All right, today on the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast, I'm sitting down to chat with Kylie Kelly and I'm super excited to just be talking with her about building your email list and all of that as a mompreneur. So Kylie, welcome to the show. Please tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your family.
1: Yes, of course. Well, firstly, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here as well. Um, As you mentioned, so my name is Kylie Kelly, and I am obsessed with all things email list growth and doing it in a way that actually works for us as moms as well as business owners. But before we get into that, I also am a mom of two little boys. I live in Australia, um, so my life is full of, you know, trucks and wrestling and all (laughs) boy-themed things. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, I definitely can relate. I have a son, so dinosaurs, trucks, all that fun stuff.
1: (laughs) Yes, I do love being a boy mom. Um, But -hmm. it's it's been an amazing journey. So the boys now are two and five. And previous to having them, I was actually a wedding photographer. So I built up a wedding photography studio and have been self-employed for the, you know, the, what feels like the longest time. But when they were born, like a lot of our listeners can probably relate to, I was like, well, this isn't working for me anymore. I don't want to be away on weekends. I don't want to be traveling to shoot weddings and being away from them. So I pivoted to an online business and that's led me to what I'm doing now. And it's way more flexible. I get to do school pickups and. really live life on my own terms, which I think is something that we all sort of strive after.
0: Yes, yes, I absolutely love that. Um, And I didn't know you started out as a wedding photographer, so that's cool. (laughs) Yes, it feels like another life, (laughs) another life now. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into kind of like what it is that you do now. So talk to us all about building an email list, but specifically, why is that important as a mompreneur? Yeah, so I think, look, email doesn't feel sexy, right? I feel like when we
1: start out in business, we all think we need to be on social media and Instagram and joining all the things, doing the TikToks and all the things, right? But email kind of gets forgotten. And yet, when you look at the statistics, email is the best converting platform that we have or tool that we have. If you look at the numbers, even people, they open their emails, they buy through their emails you can create really deep relationships through your emails. And I don't know about you, but I'm in my inbox pretty much all day when I'm working and I'm seeing the emails come in and I don't see half of what goes on on social media. So it's this underrated tool that's kind of the backbone of my business now. And so I'm super passionate about sharing ways you can actually grow it easily because it's really intimidating, right? When you like think about email marketing and growing an email list, like, oh, Where do I even start? I had a freebie. It's on my website. It's been there for five years and my email list is at 50. Like, how do I even make this actually work? So now what I do is I help women grow it really quickly because I'm impatient. And I know a lot of the people, (laughs) uh, you know, that I'm friends with and that work with me are impatient too. We want to see results fast. And so there's ways to do it without spending money where you can actually just collaborate with others and, and use these relationship based strategies to grow an email list fast, which then enables you to create really deep relationships with your subscribers, which then allows you to service them and sell to them and actually make money as a business owner, which that is what we're here for. We need to make money so that we can live life on our own terms. So that's kind of what I'm doing now and and why I'm super passionate about it.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that you compared it to social media because it's so true. Like, Sitting and scrolling, like we don't have time for that as moms and business owners and everything. And so I know a lot of times I miss people's posts. Like I don't go on Instagram unless I'm like going to respond to a comment or respond to a DM or something like that. And so it's so easy to miss people's content. But you're right, like with your email, it's going directly to your inbox. If you're a mompreneur, you're in your inbox, like all the time. (laughs) So you're going to see that email come through and everything. So yeah, that makes perfect sense why it's so important to include it as part of your marketing strategy and everything. And so for you, I'm curious, like what actually led you to start focusing on building your email list? Like, when did you get this revelation and everything?
1: Yeah, of course. So I think for me, coming from the self-employed world already, so having built up the wedding photography business, and and that was very much feast and famine. So people would come to me and they would book and I would shoot their wedding And then there'd be no weddings and we'd be having baked beans for dinner for a week. And then someone would book and be like, oh, okay, we've got money again. It was this real feast and feminine cycle. And really, when I looked back at that, it was because I didn't have an audience already. I had to hustle for every single client. So when I pivoted to an online business, I was like, okay, so that needs to change. That didn't feel good. I don't like that. I don't really want to live on baked beans forever. So let's build the audience first. Let's build the email list first. So I doubled down and focused on Just that. And I mean, just to be real with our listeners too, that, you know, that meant that I was doing jobs that I didn't enjoy. I was doing virtual assistant stuff. I was hustling to still pay myself an income while I was building my audience, but very quickly that paid off. Um, and I think like anything, when we're focusing on one thing and one thing only, and that is our mission, we see results a lot quicker. Um, which then enabled me to step back from all the other things I was hustling to actually make money and focus on the community that I had built. So um, that's kind of why I had that revelation, exactly what you said. It was like, I'd seen what it was like without an audience. And I was like, okay, so let's do things a bit smarter this time, Kylie. Let's build that first. Um, so then- it enables me to to really spend my days and my limited amount of time. My eldest is now at school, so it's very much school hours. So it allows me to spend my school hours actually serving that community and doing things that I enjoy instead of all the other other stuff that sometimes we have to do for money.
0: Yeah, I love your transparency like that. I love when people are transparent like that because it's not always, you know, rainbow, sunshine, and <laughs> daisies as an entrepreneur. It's hard. But the fact that you really reflected and looked back on like, okay, what I was doing before was not working for me. And you really looked at like, okay, what you can do differently. I feel like that's so important as an entrepreneur, just taking that time to really reflect on your processes and everything and see what you can change and do differently. And you ha- now have this amazing email list that I feel like, you really have inspired me to like focus on building my email list this year, and so like talk to us more about that. So you said you built your email list quickly. How exactly did you do that? Like, what strategies worked for you? Yes. Oh, so I love that question, and I'm so glad that you that's
1: that's a mission for you this year. Like, oh, that's exciting. <laughs> um, so for me, I tested a lot. So I mm. when I first um, decided to focus on this. I fell into the world where, and I noticed there were a lot of virtual events, summits happening. And I think I was a speaker at one, it was the Females on Fire Summit. So it was all these amazing female entrepreneurs and they asked me to speak and I was like, oh, okay, sure. (laughs) I can record something. I'll figure this out. So I spoke at this summit and it was incredible, and I was like, "Well, if I was to host something like this, like there's a lot of moving parts. If I was to host something and attract all these people to me, again, like leveraging all my speakers' audiences, I love that's that's probably the one thing I love about all of these strategies is you don't have to have a list to start with, which is great for everyone listening that has no one on their email list. Like that's this is perfect for you. So I decided to host a summit, and it was a lot of work. There are a lot of moving pieces, and I'm very much a high achiever. I go big or go home. I, I it grew out of hand quite quickly, and I had the first summit. I think I had 28 speakers, and the second one was like 43, which was ridiculous. I don't recommend that for anybody. <laughs> for anybody, <laughs> but it meant that I was leveraging all of those speakers' audiences to bring people to me. They would sign up using my email service provider. They would register for their free ticket, so I'd be getting their name and email address serving their pants off and and putting on a really good event, but then they were on my email list going forward. And so I did two summits last year and with both of those, I had around 500 people each time, which, and can I say, you don't have to have a big event to get that sort of number. I've seen many people host audio summits or smaller events, even with half a dozen collaborators and still get hundreds of people register for them. So it can be a smaller event, but that's where I started as well as doing things like freebie swaps, which we can dive into. Um, and then this year I've been playing in the world of bundles and I'm obsessed. So I've hosted two bundles now, which have just exceeded all of my expectations. So that's been the way that I've chosen to grow my list. And it's an exciting way and it feels really good. And it's it's all through building relationships with the collaborators, but then with the audience that they bring as well.
0: I love that. Yeah. Um- so talk to me a little bit more about freebie swaps. I've done one and it didn't go as well um, as we planned it, but I'm curious to hear from you. Like what should it look like? What do you actually do? How do you even find someone to do a freebie swap with? So give us all the details.
1: Yes, I love that. So I think this is again something that we don't utilize enough because it's super simple and it's a great place to start. So a freebie swap is exactly what it sounds. It is uh, let's say we were doing one I would send one of your free resources to my audience and you'd send one of mine to yours and that's kind of it it's kind of like sharing your friends and sharing what they're doing with an audience that you have um, so to make it really easy the way that I like to do that is writing out swipe copy for an email somebody can copy and paste it send it out with a link to your opt-in page and it's kind of done so it's a really easy kind of a, a no-brainer easy yes way to start collaborating with somebody new. Um, but to your question on how to find the right person, I think that's the main piece to this puzzle is aligning yourself with somebody that's also serving your ideal client who you want to work with. I'm a big believer and I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm a big believer against those um, ideal client avatars like, Oh, a target woman that has 2.4 kids and, and shops here and does I'm like, that's rubbish. Like that's not going to help me at all. So I like to think of it more in a way of like, what's their problem and what problem are you solving? Think about your ideal client that way and then think about who else she might be, she or he might be following. Who else is helping them with something different? What's a complementary business owner that you could partner with that would have that person in their audience? And then, and then it is a bit of a test and measure. You're going to have some that probably don't go the way that you envisage. Then you're going to have others that knock it out of the water. But I think because it is such an easy way to get started at least you're not wasting, you know, 10, 20, 30 hours on one collaboration that doesn't work. So you're probably spending an hour and sometimes you might get five new subscribers. Sometimes you might get 50, sometimes you might get 500. So yeah, it's always a bit of a test and measure, but I think the most important thing is finding that complementary business owner and thinking about your ideal client and, and who else they might be following or who else might be helping them with a similar problem or Um, let's do an example. For an example, um, if let's say my ideal client was a mum of young children that, and I'm an exercise, I'm not, (laughs) I hate (laughs) exercise. (laughs) Let's say that I I help her get into an exercise routine, right? So that mum of young children, what else is she struggling with? So yes, she can't find time to exercise, but perhaps it's food prep, perhaps it's toddler meltdowns, perhaps it is starting a side hustle. So thinking about that ideal client and what else might be on her mind, what other problems she might have, and then finding the business owners that would be helping with those. Does that help?
0: Yeah, I love that, especially thinking about it that way, not necessarily just looking at it from the perspective, like you said, that ideal client avatar, but really looking at who you can collaborate with that you guys are still serving the same audience and everything. So yeah, that really simplifies it.
1: Yes. And it gets to be fun. It gets to be easy and, and just play with it. You know, Try and do one a month even and just see, see what results you get. But also, I think the most beautiful thing as well is the relationships that you get to build with these people that are also serving your ideal client because who knows where that might lead. They might host a bundle. They might host a summit. They might want to do something else down the line and suddenly you're getting this beautiful like spider web of friends of people that that are serving the same person that you can keep collaborating with in different ways which I think is just beautiful.
0: Yes I love that. Um, I haven't quite experienced that like doing the freebie swaps but just with my podcast and having people guest on my show and guesting on you know other people's shows like just building that community Growing my network and everything is just so much value in that like one just connecting with other people who they get it, you know, they know what you're going through. And so you can vent to them and different things like that. But like you said, just reaching out to one another when you have something going on, or you're sharing different things and whatnot. Um, And that's something I actually have been pushing my clients to do because a lot of times we forget about our network. Like that's the last thing we consider. And it's like, wait, no, you have this amazing network, amazing community who wants to support you. So definitely, you know, reach out to them. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And then let's talk about bundles. So I've participated in a couple of bundles this year and I absolutely love it from the perspective of not being the one hosting it, (laughs) because I would imagine hosting it is a completely different type of situation. But being someone that's participated and contributed to a bundle, um, that's how I've really been able to grow my list. Like I started out probably with about 30 people on my list, and now I'm almost up to 200. And I've done maybe one or two bundles so far and everything um so talk to us about bundles
1: oh my goodness i'm obsessed with bundles so i was the same i i contributed to a couple and i saw really fast email list growth and for anyone listening that's like what are you even talking about a bundle is just a collection of digital products normally aimed at a problem or solution or an ideal client to help them with something so you'll see um you know, it might be around productivity or it might be around parenting or it might be around a specific time of the year. But what will happen is all these contributors come together, put in a digital product normally for free. I like to do free bundles. You can get paid ones as well, but, but normally for free. And then um, when somebody opts into a bundle, they go into a gift page and that gift page will have all the different opt-in links for everybody's resources. So normally a person can go, Oh, I like that one. And then it'll go over to your landing page and then you opt in and you're added to their email list. So that's kind of how a bundle works. Why I love them so much. Obviously I am obsessed about collaborations and working with other people, but it's just a really, really fast way to grow your email list with the right people. So as a contributor, you're submitting a digital product, you're getting You know, fifty to uh, you know, two hundred email addresses, right? That you can then start to nurture. If you become a host of a bundle, holy moly, you are pouring (laughs) fire on this baby! Like I have never seen something grow so fast. And let me give you some numbers and examples. I love numbers. So, um, back in February, I hosted my very first bundle. It's called the Goal Getter Biz Bundle. So it was for women that wanted to hit big goals in twenty twenty three. I had 25 contributors and the whole thing probably took me about 10 hours to put together. In saying that, so it wasn't that long. In saying that, I had a lot of friends in, again, this is back to your network, a lot of friends that I called on that was like, hey, do you want to be a part of this? Um, And they jumped on board. So again, start working on your network now. I think it's really good. But But putting it together, 10 hours, I had 630 people sign up for it. 630 wow. people oh in the span of a week. So it was only live for a week. Um, and then just now, and I was like, was that a fluke? I don't think it was, but maybe that was a fluke, but I tried it again just now. I've just wrapped my second bundle and I ended up with like 615 people. So wow. And it's not that much work. Really, if you have a network of people that have things that they can contribute already, it's really just reaching out saying, Hey, I want to put on this bundle. Would you be interested? Yes. Fill out this form. Um, and then you're just putting the, the sign up page and then the gifting page together. Um, So it's really, really easy, I think, um, in terms of like getting started and and hosting when it feels really scary, but it's really not. If I could do it, I promise you, you can do it as well. Um, (laughs) And it's just a really fast way to grow your email list. And who doesn't love that, right?
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree. Like I said, um, just participating, I saw a lot of growth and everything. Um, but my question for you too is like, do you see like after people have opted in to the freebie, do you see a lot of people unsubscribe from your email list afterwards?
1: No. So I, I wanna give you a little tip as well. But um as a host, I went back, I was asked this question the other day, and I went back to the very first bundle I did, and I still had over 500 of those people on my email list, and some wow. of them have migrated into my membership. So they're definitely not just like freebie seekers or mm-hmm. people out for free things. It's especially if the bundle I think is targeted at a specific problem and a specific person and it's your ideal client, you're going to get great leads and great subscribers from it. One thing that I wanted to mention, if you're a contributor to a bundle, what I recommend um, all my clients do and what I do myself is when I put in a digital product, I'll have that first deliverable email of like, hey, here's your thing. Go out straight away when somebody signs up. But then I'll actually schedule no more emails to be sent to them until that bundle has wrapped. So normally that's about a week, maybe a little bit longer. And then that first email is just like a, hey, I know your inbox has been crazy. You're a part of a bundle. It can get a bit insane. So I wanted to give you some space. But if just in case you've forgotten, my name is Kylie. This is the thing that you opted in for. Have you got your hands on it yet? Here's a link again this is what I do. This is what I'm about. I can't wait to get to know you. And just a bit of a reminder email, but staying out of their inbox in that time. Cause as you know, if you go and sign up for 20 things, it gets a little crazy. So we want to give them the space so that they don't just unsubscribe straight away. Cause it's a bit overwhelming. Come back in with that reminder email and then put them into a welcome sequence or drop them into your your normal regular content, but giving them that space. Otherwise you will see unsubscribes because it is overwhelming for the person that's signed up to everything.
0: I love that tip, and now that I'm thinking back, you participated in an audio summit that I think it was, oh my gosh, whose audio summit was? I can't remember. And I remember you were the only one I didn't see like all the emails coming through, like after I opted into the audio summit. And I think that was how I first got onto your email list as well. And so I can see that. And I'm pretty sure your subscribers appreciate that too, because like you said, whatever they're signing up for, if it's a bundle summit, all these emails are coming in their inbox and everything. So That's a really great tip. And I'm actually going to start using that. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure. (laughs) I'm an open book with all this stuff. I love it. So yeah, please, anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about the Spotlight Club. I am a member of it. Absolutely love it. Just the community and everything. But talk to us about it, what it is and what led you to start it?
1: Yes. So, like any good thing, it was a shower idea that I had. I was having a shower one day and I was like, oh, I really want because I had a little bit of context, right? So, I had some higher ticket programs that I was obsessed about, I loved, but they were a big ask. And I think at the moment, you know, we are in a tricky economic climate. And as mums, we always have bills and things going on. And Uh, my husband and I had been through a bit of a tough financial period with like not enough work coming in and having to hustle really hard. And I was like, I love these high ticket programs, but suddenly I don't feel comfortable. They're not accessible to everyone. And, And I was, I was a little frustrated that I couldn't get what I was teaching out to a wider audience. And then I had a shower and I was like, oh, how could I make it more accessible? What could I do? And I dreamt up or thought of the spotlight club. So what the spotlight club is, it's a $19 a month, low-cost membership that's all about visibility. So we teach everything from freebie swaps, bundles, summits, podcast guesting, things that can grow your email list fast, things that um, people might not know how to get started with. And like you mentioned, I've attracted the most incredible group of women that are in all different niches, have all different sorts of businesses, but are coming together and brainstorming and just helping each other get more visible, you know, cheering each other on as they build their email list. And it's just become my most favorite thing in the world that I've ever done.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. It's such an amazing, like, community. And like you said, just the way everyone rallies around one another and really support and, you know, throws out ideas and different things like that. Like, I've, I've been a part of, like, a few different memberships, but I haven't really seen, like, that much community, that much support, that much engagement. So it it is amazing.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. That means so much. That's exactly what I want it to be. Um, And it feels really good because every month I'm dropping trainings, but they're not like an hour long training. They're like 20 minutes. You can listen on the go. There's a podcast feed for, you know, I listen to everything audibly. So I wanted to make it super, again, super accessible. So, and it's just things that you can try in your business, see how they feel, see if they work with your lifestyle. Because I feel like, or your season of life, I feel like so many people that were coming into the Spotlight Club had been in, um, you know, masterminds or or things with coaches that had given them these amazing strategies that do work, but they didn't work for the season of life that that person was in. Perhaps they were a mum of a newborn and didn't have like an hour of quiet like we're doing to record a podcast, right? So I think it's about finding that that sweet spot of what feels good, what's going to work for me, what am I excited about. And then matching that with the strategy of growing your email list in in the different ways that are available. So I love that. I love brainstorming with people and making sure it feels good for them. So yeah, it's it's going really well. We're almost at 100 members. I'm about to close the doors. If you're listening to this and you go to the up page and there's a wait list, I will let you in the back door. Message me on Instagram. But I'm about to close the doors <laughs> at 100 because I, I just love the the vibe and the community feel that we have. And I just want to pour into that before we get too much bigger. So yeah, it's been going really, really well.
0: I love that. Well, as we wrap up, we talked a lot about building your email list and so many different ways to do that. And so for the mompreneurs, like, okay, I'm ready to start working on growing my email list. What is one thing that she can do to get started today? Yes, I love this question.
1: I think... And this is probably going to frustrate some listeners, but I think the number one thing I would suggest is to stop overthinking and, and get out of your own way. I think, and I don't know about you, I'm a, I am joke that I'm a recovering perfectionist that's so not really recovering because I love things to be perfect. And for so long that stopped me and had my wheels spinning and I wasn't getting any momentum, any progress. So I would say stop overthinking, don't get in your own way make sure you have a free resource or a freebie that is high converting. It doesn't have to be a course. Uh, It doesn't have to be this big, big, huge thing. It can be a PDF. It can be something simple. Um, I was actually listening to a workshop the other day and they said that 80% of free resources don't, don't even get opened, which kind of broke my heart. But I then thought about my own behavior and like there's so many freebies I've signed up for and not even looked at, right? So, Instead of spending a whole truckload of time making a freebie perfect, make sure you have a high converting headline that's going to like grab your ideal client's attention, that they're going to want to sign up for it. Make sure it's of value, but get it done and then look for somebody to do a swap with and collaborate with. Um, get started there and then you could always move into bundles and summits and other strategies as well. But that's probably the first step, I think, into getting, getting the momentum and getting this started.
0: I love that. That is such a great tip. And I think that just applies to anything. Like, I even tell people who are like, Oh, I want to start a podcast. I'm like, just do it, get it out the way, get it out there. And then afterwards, you can start making those changes and, you know, improve your strategy and different things like that. But I think the biggest hurdle to get over is actually just doing the thing, like getting it out there. So That is a great tip.
1: (laughs) Yes. And like I think as well, we're we're always our own worst enemies in that way. Mm -hmm. We're always our own biggest critics. And starting scrappy means that you'll be able to get immediate feedback from your audience, from anyone that's watching you. You'll be able to hear the questions that they're asking or see if it resonates. Maybe it falls flat. And that's a good thing too, because then you can change it. You can ask them what problems they're having. You can do some more market research. You can make sure that. It speaks to a problem that you want to solve so that it is high converting, so that it works really well. And unless we go through this process, we don't know. We don't yeah. know. So, yes, yeah. yeah, so I hit publish, <laughs> do it scrappy, and just get it out there.
0: <laughs> yes, love that. <laughs> okay, so this is one question I love to ask all the moms who guest on the show. So, what is your number one mompreneur hack?
1: Oh, I love
0: that question. So,
1: <laughs> I think. The thing that's changed so much for me this year, and this year being when I've had to be confined to school hours and I've had limited time, is really knowing what my needle movers are in my business and doubling down on those. So we talked about social media at the start of the episode. so for it but for an example, I totally stopped posting on Instagram. I made it a static nine grid because I looked at my results and I was like, well, I'm not getting anything from it. So it's not a needle mover. It's not worth spending time on. So I made it a static nine grid. I'm hardly on Instagram. So I think figuring out what your needle movers are, for me, I always ask myself two questions. Is it growing my email list? I sound like a broken record, but is it growing my email list? And is it making me money? If it doesn't fall into one of those two categories, it can wait. So for me, that's been my biggest learning, my biggest hack, my biggest thing this year is like figuring out what my needle movers are, focusing on those, and then... Giving yourself permission and and being okay that maybe you haven't gotten as much done as what you would have liked. And you know what? As long as you've moved the needle, that's okay. So that's probably my
0: biggest learning, I guess. That's really good. I absolutely love that, especially really as moms, we have to be very strategic with our time. We don't have time to waste. So if it's not working for us, If it's like you said, not moving the needle forward in our business, if it's not making us money, (laughs) we don't need to do it. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: (laughs) Yes, and how much like less pressure do we feel Mm -hmm. when we realize that? Like even with the Instagram example, like not having to post all the time, I was like, oh, I feel lighter. (laughs) Like it was amazing the (laughs) amount of pressure that it lifted. So, um, I encourage everyone just to uh, yeah analyze what the needle movers
0: are for you, and then let everything else go. Love that. Very, very great hack. All right. Well, as we hop off, please share with my audience how they can connect with you and learn more about your services. Yeah. So you can head over to
1: my website, which is just kyliekelly.com. There's links for the Spotlight Club. There's links to the podcast that I have, which is called This Mama Means Business. Everything is over there. Um, And I know I was just dissing on Instagram, but I am in my DM. So if you want to have a chat and ask me a question, if you want to get in the back door of the Spotlight Club, jump on Instagram, which is Kylie Kelly, and just shoot me a DM. Um, extra points if you send me a voice note because I love hearing people's voices behind their accounts as well.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. I will make sure to link all of that in the show notes. But thank you again for just talking to us all about building your email list and really giving us some great tips and strategies on what we can do to grow our email list. No, oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. No problem mama thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me if you enjoy this podcast will you do me a favor and leave a review leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you all right mama i'll talk to you again soon